Welcome to Bill and Joan Reviewer Podcast, Episode 51, Rotor Talk Live, Xeno 2 Woes, Mavic 2 Resurgence, and Smart Controller Anniversary. Got that coming up next. The other night on Rotor Talk Live, Marcus Crawford, Ron Brown, special guest co-host Lauren Donar and I talked about Xeno 2 Woes. We also took a look at the resurgence of the DJI Mavic 2. And we also talked about the anniversary of the DJI Smart Controller. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and roll that broadcast in its entirety. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Rotor Talk Live. Season 3, Episode 8, Xeno 2 Woes, Mavic 2 Resurgence, and Smart Controller Anniversary. Marcus, how are you this evening? Darn good, Bill. Darn good. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing absolutely fine. Uh, you know, we're waiting. Ron's, Ron should be joining us shortly as well. We got a good show tonight. We got a, got a lot lined up. But one of the first things that I want to share, and I don't know, it's kind of, I, I don't know, I don't want to use the word humorous. But I think it's kind of a sign of the times kind of a thing. And I want, I want to put this up here. And this was a gentleman that actually got his Xeno. Here's Ron. Ron, how are you this evening, sir? Good time, Mike, guys. Not a problem. Not a problem. We won't hold it against you this time, Ron. Okay. Not this time. <laughs> I'll, get a, I'll give me a detention. <laughs> well, I'm getting ready to share a picture, Ron. And, and I don't know if it's kind of a sign of the times kind of a thing. And I don't want to look at it as humorous, but I I, I think it you know, um, let me let me just let, let me just go ahead and share and share the screen here. Like show and tell here. Yeah, kind of like show and tell. Okay, oh. now this is this was uh, it was posted on my my Zeno two page. You can see in writing, I mean, it says Hubson on here, but you notice what's right next to it. Oh, oh they're decontaminating. Decontaminating Lysol. Yeah. Well, actually, in all seriousness, when my computer comes on Friday, I got Lysol wipes ready to go. And I'm going to wipe it down as soon as I get it and then throw them out and wash my hands afterwards. I mean, you know, um, th th that's the protocol that I think that they're saying. And, you know, it, it's like, you know, there's different different schools of thought, like it'll survive on, on surfaces for 14 days. But they're talking like glass, wood, metal. Nobody said anything about cardboard. All right. And, and I think with the temperature extremes and everything coming over, you know, on FedEx planes, they're kept in a cargo hold where it's probably super cold inside there, probably maybe even below zero. Um, so, you know, I don't I don't see chances are slim to none that we're going to pick up anything from this. But I kind of thought this kind of like this is like a sign of the times and it's going to lead us into our first topic about the Xeno 2 woes. And this, well, you know, I don't want to call this a woe, but I think it's a precaution. And I think it's a wise precaution that everybody should take. Hey, hey Bill, I've got a question. Yes. So I've got my new desktop computer coming tomorrow. Now it's coming from California. Should I uh, do those same procedures with it? I would too, just for grins and giggles. Because, you know, you know, if it's gone through, is it coming FedEx? It's coming UPS. Okay, UPS still. Um, UPS gets things from China. So yeah, I would do the same. I would just get Lysol wipes and just wipe it down thoroughly and then throw them out and wash your hands. That's what I would do. And get one of those little masks. 
<laughs> yeah, that that they may they may start they they may they may they may start becoming a little you know scarce to find here. Um, uh, on a serious note, Bill, do do we know if the coronavirus? Do we know if it's passed uh, mostly by physical contact or is it airborne type of thing? Do, they're do saying they're saying like airborne respiratory, like. You get it in your eyes and in your nose, you know, from people sneezing and coughing kind of a thing it is it is usually how that's transmitted. Okay. And they're saying really SARS. I was doing a lot of reading on that today. It's, you know, and I don't want to turn this into a, into a, um, you know, coronavirus show tonight, but just real briefly, um, you know, th they were saying, you know, as far as, as the, it, it lasting on surfaces. And I don't know if you were around for this part, Ron. But, you know, it, they were talking like what, like a matter of nine days, but they were talking like wood, metal, plastic, that type of thing. They weren't talking cardboard at all. So, um, you know, with shipments coming in, you know, taking either, you know, Lysol wipes or, you know, spraying it with a bot, you know, can of Lysol before you open it up. I would probably do the Lysol wipes. Um, you know, that way that cardboard isn't going to get soaked and you won't you won't damage anything. But well, how, about, how about this? Get you know, you know, open the box up with a pair of rubber surgical gloves and, you know, removing the item from the box and then disposing of the box in your recycle bin before you even do anything else. Yeah, that's probably a wise precaution as well, too. I mean, I'll probably what I'll probably do is uh, take the box out to the garage and wipe it down with another Lysol wipe because that would be the way like for when my computer comes in case there's an issue, I have to have a box to send it back in. So. Right. Um, right. You know, that, that would that would be how I would do it. So enough of the coronavirus talk and everything. Let's greet some people. Mike Kenny's in. Uh, DeMarco's in. Steve Dawson is in. Tony Faz is in. Brad Hendo is in. RC Mas Master is in. Um, Larry Boggs is in. And I know I saw Arden. OK. All right. We're going to start out with Zeno 2 Woes. OK. And, you know, th there's there's a couple of things going on right now. Um, let's ask Marcus, what's your status with your Zeno two? Well, I'm going to, I am actually checking as we speak right okay. now, I'm clicking on FedEx right this moment and, and no change. So, so I got the shipping notice from, uh, Gearbest on Valentine's day on uh, Friday, the 14th. And we are what? Uh, 11 days later now on the 25th and no change so uh okay yeah that's that's kind of where that's at but you know hopefully we'll see it soon ron what's your what's your status well i got a um i got well i checked updates you know i checked the stats this morning and no, no change at all but i did get a message from our greg our friend greg Pittman today and Greg said that he contacted Gearbest about his order. They said it would be between the 26th and the 2nd he should receive it. And I don't exactly know what his ship dating, his purchase date was, but I think he's in the same kind of area that we are. So that's the message we got, he got from Gearbest. And we know how reliable those Gearbest uh, um, communications are, right, Bill? Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're stellar customer service who will tell you. When, they, when they tell you a date, you can... You you can uh, you know just lock take it, it to the bank, <laughs> take it to the bank. Yeah. Yes, that you know it's it's like one story one day, one story the next. I think they pass around stories to tell customers every day. I, th I think I think that yeah. that goes around. Yeah. Everything. 
But but I said this a long time ago. I think what will happen is we we'll see like Marcus I'll see our you know the the uh, you know tracking number just they're not laying not doing anything because the pack only the only the labels in Chino California the 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 drones on a ship someplace. So when we do see that tracking information update, that probably means we're only a couple of days away from getting a ship to us because by that time it's arrived in the U.S. They put the label in a box and they've given it to the FedEx. So again, that that's when it'll show up in the system is moving. And again, I think we'll be days away at that point. So that, I think that's what we're waiting for. Now, the prediction of what what time you know the the Zeno two will get the slow boat from China and get in that you know shipping center and get the label on it. Who knows? But but once that happens, I think things will go quickly. Well, yeah, think- in all seriousness, who knows what kind of delays happen in China? In other words, they sent that shipping information to FedEx. Uh, we know they're having issues over there. Did it ship when they gave us that message? It, well, my we- guess, Marcus, is yeah, when right? we get that message, that meant that it was put in a boat. It was put in a slow boat from China. Uh, that's what I'm thinking that sparked that message. Yeah, maybe so. So, but again, everybody, we're we're this is all total speculation on our part. We 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 don't have any inside information. We don't. We're know operating anything. in a vacuum. Yes, we we are total total guesswork here, yes. total speculation. And uh, so, Bill, what's going on with your uh, hubs hubs and direct order of yeah. you know too? Well, yeah, that's a you know that, that, that's another story, and I'm going to s- share it right now. This this past weekend, um, our good friend Josh from Parks and Tech informed me. Um, you know, that he had gotten a shipping notice from FedEx because he had ordered second Zeno 2 directly from Hubson. So it got me to start to thinking. And over the weekend, I ended up making the decision to cancel my order with Gearbest. And I ordered from direct from Hubson. Now, Hubson's price was $4.99 for the drone with one battery and no bag. But for $5.50, you can get the drone with the bag and two batteries. So I went ahead and went that route. Well, Josh posted today. He will definitely be getting his tomorrow. Now, it took um, – he ordered it like February 11th or so, I, I believe. Um, it, it's something about maybe like 11 to 12 days since he ordered it. He's probably going to get – It's probably I would probably safe to say about two weeks. And um, uh, uh, Josh, his is arriving tomorrow. Yes, his is arriving tomorrow. And I got an email. I had emailed Hubson, and they emailed me back. And said that it should mine should ship on on March first. Uh, that that was a direct communication from Hobson. No, you know, no no flowery answers. No, you know, time span. No seven to fourteen. They March first. Okay, is, is what they're saying. And I believe them. Okay. Hey, Bill. So yeah. in the chat here, Drone Dude seventy seven is saying that uh, he ordered his on December seventeenth. Uh, shipping notice on February thirteenth. So I just want to add to that. I actually ordered mine on December 11th, and I didn't get my shipping notice until February 14th. So, and Ron ordered his after mine, and he got his shipping notice like three days before I did. So I guess what I'm, the point that I'm trying to make is that tells you that there's no rhyme nor reason to what, uh, mm-hmm. what, what, what Gearbest is doing with those orders. Because I ordered and mine on the 7th. Yeah. Anything. 
Yeah, I ordered mine on the 17th. And I was like, okay. And then I saw people posting in this in, in on Xeno Nation group and on my Xeno group, you know, that they were get, getting theirs and they ordered it after mine. I'm like, what is this stuff? Okay. It wasn't making any sense. But I will say this for in Gearbest defense, all right. You have to, and I learned this. If you want to cancel your order with Gearbest, and this is for advice for anybody that's considering doing it, you go, so, file a ticket with them. Because if you tell them when you chat via their customer service, it's it's going to get lost in the conversation, okay? They won't really do it. File a ticket. It will happen. And sure enough, within 24 hours of my filing a ticket, okay, not only was my request approved, but I actually, I got my money. It was in my account today. Metro Drones, thank you for the super chat. Thank you very much, my friend. Really appreciate that. So that's the way, that, that's one thing that Gearbest did right, okay? They were able to cancel it well. I mean, well, you know, and this leads this leads the whole question to this, okay? Were they intending for, did they, did they kind of figure X number of customers are going to cancel their orders? Um, because that three ninety nine price was was a real was a real steal. Were they waiting for this and then in order to release some more of their drones because they didn't want to sell them at three ninety nine? You know who knows? You know what I'm saying? You know it, it, it could it could be that they wanted to try to get so many people to cancel for this. Well, because I don't know about that, Bill, but I'll tell you what you did was smart because uh, I think you got a really good deal the way that worked order direct from Hubson, getting that battery and the case uh, for $549. i am trying to remember what what uh, Gearbest originally offered that same combo before was, but I think it was more than that. So yeah, it was more than that. You ended up with a better deal, and you have more satisfaction in knowing when your drone is going to ship. So good move. Uh, Stephen 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 Ewing uh, his Zeon twos confirmed for this March second. Great. Oh, great, that's great. That is great. That's you know. But but but, but, but that's an interesting theory, Bill. And uh, so Gearbest is probably they're probably waiting around for Marcus. I hoping I hope those two guys cancel their orders so we could sell this thing for four nine nine instead of three nine nine. And they finally gave up. They said those darn stubborn guys. They they just won't. They just won't cancel whatever. We'll have to go ahead and give them, throw them a bone, throw them some kind of notification. Yeah, (laughs) those guys aren't going to cancel. Did you make any progress in getting them to include an extra battery or a case for the people who had to wait a long time? Well, you know, I'm still waiting to hear. The jury's still out on that. Well, um, I shared on on Xeno Nation, and I'm going to share with everybody tonight. The only way I'm going to do business with Gearbest again is if when I go ahead and place my order for say the Xeno Pro 2 or the Xeno 3, right? What I'm going to want is buy one, get one free like they have at Publix, okay? Because that would be the only way I'm going to order from Gearbest again. They have just I mean, you know, granted and I understood this because Marcus was Marcus you you foretold this. You know, you said, you know, you you with good reason, you know, when you did your Femi X8 and it took four months for you to get it, you know, you said, you know, be aware of this, you know, these, this is, and Ron too, be aware of this. This is how these companies operate. You know, it's, it's not like, it's not like DJI. It's not like Parrot. It's not like, um, you know, other drone companies, you know, it's, it's, Amazon. 
or but, Amazon. You know, yeah. it's 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 a whole different ball game the way things are over there. Well, 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 but Bill, you're you're giving DJI too much credit. I ordered directly from DJI for the Mavic Mini, and I was the last one to get it, or whatever. So uh, you you have to take back your kudos. They, yeah, I got to give kudos to Best Buy on that because hey, that. Let me add, Ron. Bill was pretty sneaky on that one too. He canceled right away and went to Best Buy, and he had it before either of us. And here he's <laughs> talking about how good DJI is and and fulfilling orders. He bailed on their last their last major release of a drone. In fact, their only release of a drone in how long, Bill? Uh, since August of 2018. So, so I mean, here, it's hard to give kudos to a company that's released one drone and, and uh, go, going on like uh, 18, 19 months now, right? Yeah, well, you know, and, and I'll say this, and I'm not, I'm not defending them, but Remember, I think they had a. I think they did not. Again, I think they did not plan for the number of orders that they were going to get. How they got absolutely swamped with orders is is what is what I believe happened, uh, because it, it 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 rang true of what happened with the original Mavic Pro. Okay, Mavic Pro One. You know, they did not figure that there would be that kind of a demand. The demand far exceeded the the supply and people had, people were waiting. I mean, it, it was, you ordered it in October. People weren't getting them till after Christmas, early January. I mean, from, from, from that. So you would have think that they, and plus, you know, as I've stated before, you know, in order to combat this, you know, instead of just having the one distribution center out in, out in uh, California, you know, they built one over New Jersey. They built one in Atlanta, you know, they, in Chicago, you know, so they, they had multiple points of distribution for that. So, um, so, but yeah, you know, I, 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 I will, but conversely speaking with a Mavic two pro, um, you know, it was with, and, and, and I know Marcus can attest to this, you know, I had mine within eight days after ordering it. Okay. I had mine from the, you know, I ordered it that day that they introduced it. And in four days it was sitting on my front door. Yeah. Which, I mine in eight, which I was, I was ecstatic about. Yeah. So the, the bottom line is, in their last two major releases for drones, they're they're batting they're batting five hundred. They're batting five hundred. Good job on, and the other one, you remember the 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 Mavic Mini? If you ordered from DJI, if you ordered later on that day, you you were as good at a month later. Yeah, you were. The, the shipping times moved back a whole month if you just waited a couple hours. They're they're still having problems fulfilling many orders, and that drone is so popular. Ron, you said it the other day. It's no doubt going to be their best-selling uh, drone of the year, and maybe yeah, best-selling drone of 2020, and it won't even be close. And and right. Maybe even of all time. Yeah, but 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 like I said, you try buying a, a mini battery right now. They they're you, they're non-existent, huh? Yeah, yeah. So the point of it is, that, to Bill's point, is there was phenomenal demand for that drone, and uh, yeah. So, uh, but I mean, we we. We all kind of knew that, right? I mean, why does why do things that just a couple guys, you know, not just our show, but you know, people just sit around having YouTube shows? Why do they know that, and a company that that probably does millions of dollars in market research doesn't know that? Um, that, that that's my question. Maybe they did. <laughs> well, I, I like what Stephen Ewing said. You guys should buy buy in bulk and sell through your channel. <laughs> We've is. already discussed that. Um, there we, it is. Oh, we could call it, uh, let's see here, 
uh, BMR Imports. Yeah, there you go. I, I don't know if I put B and M right close together, but whatever, Ron. Oh, uh, no, the <laughs> BRM or something. Saying here, he's saying that the Mavic Mini battery is not available to anyone yet. Uh, okay. Well, the other part of the Zeno woes that I want to talk about, and you've probably seen it, it's apparent, um, and, and we saw it in Bermuda Bob's video with um, the sun and let's call lens distortion, uh, for lack of a better term, would that, would that accurately describe it, guys? I, I guess it would, but I, I, I don't think it's uh, lens. I don't think there's any, you know, I mean, without having to draw my hands, I don't think any of that stuff we see could be fixed by settings or putting a filter on. I, I think it's some kind of a, a processing software issue. But again, I, I don't have my hands. I'm just totally guessing. Marcus, what are your thoughts? Well, yeah. So, so, so those uh, flares that we're seeing on some of those videos, I mean, obviously we get them in the Mavic Mini as well. Maybe not quite as bad. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I guess. Uh, Boy, don't fly directly into the sun. I I saw a video today of uh, uh, Peter Martin. Is he was actually trying to make in a sunshade to go over to the lens on his, and he's going to do some testing and see how that works. Uh, but yeah, there's there's no question you're seeing enough people that are having those lens flares that uh, that something's going on there. But the the other the flip side of that coin is what we saw with L three toys. And, and I don't know what kind of post-processing he's doing or where, where he's setting his adjustments uh, when, he's, when he's flying. But he had somewhere he was looking into the sun that didn't look as bad. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know yeah. what. Yeah. His, his, his L3 toys, is, uh, his, his Mavic 2 his camera seems to be a lot better than anybody else's. Um, you know, again, that, those lens flares and just the, the total overexposure, I mean, you can only change that so much in post or whatever. Um, well, you know, I'm, I'm also wondering too, and this is just, this is just, you know, and, and I don't know if, if Bermuda Bob posted in his video, what he w was shooting, you know, was it, was he 4k 30, 4k 60? Was he doing 1080p? Um, you know, because, you know, something like that might make a difference in terms of, you know, with the shutter speed and, and, and frame rate and things like that. You know, th th it could make a difference with that. But I think, you know, and I think one of you two mentioned, you know, I think, Marcus, you know, not flying directly into the sun. Because that was one of the first things that I learned when I got the Mavic Pro. And I went out to a Facebook group. And one of them said, you know, when you're trying to do like a sunset, don't fly directly in the sun. Fly askew to it. Fly, you know fly maybe five to 10 degrees in, in, in one of the directions. That way you won't, number one, you won't damage the camera or the lens system in there and you won't get that, that, that distortion that, that you won't you know, blow it out. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, it won't get blown out and it worked. I mean, because the first time I did a sunset, I was going straight at it and it looked horrible, but then, you know, because, you know, I wanted to learn, um, you know, I asked, I said, what's the best way of, you know, filming suns? And somebody said, you know, when you fly towards it, you know, make sure that you're at a, at a, you know, either five degree angle, either side or 10 degree angle, either side, you know, that way you can capture it real well. So, you know, the jury's kind of out, you know, until we get them in our hands and we're able to get them up. Um, you know, that, that's one thing. Um, 
also too, and, and, you know, and, and this is some, some food for thought. All right. You know, um, L3 toys is in Malaysia and, you know, we've all commented how wonderful and green and lush that scenery is down there. I mean, it's, you know, the colors are very vivid. And I think that's one thing that we've all seen from the Xeno 2 on, on L3 Toys' videos, which, which is fantastic. But also to remember where the sun is at this time of year, you know, it's for us in the Northern Hemisphere, you know, the, the sun's in a different position than it is down in Malaysia. So, you know, that could play into it too. You know, I'm not tr trying to, I'm, I'm not trying to provide excuses or anything. I'm just trying to look at some things here and have some, you know, have some schools of thought behind this until until we get this in. Um, hey, Bill, yeah. uh, Lauren makes a really good comment there that I think is true, and I've read about that before as well. So lens coatings can make a difference. <coughs> Pardon me. And and DJI does a pretty good job with that. I suspect that uh, on a $399 drone, we're not going to see the lens quality that we would on the equivalent DJI product. Uh, probably. Yeah, you know, good comment. Um, I, I really don't know, you know, how, uh, how how expensive putting a good, you know, coat on a lens is. It's not like it's uh, it's going to, you know, be unaffordable to somebody. But, um, uh, you know, who knows? It, it could be. I mean, it could be so many reasons. But, uh, uh I'm I'm leaning towards the ballpark that it's software because we know the Xeno One camera looked terrible when we first got it, and everybody said all the you had to physically you know focus the lens and you know do all these physical changes to the camera lens, and as we found out, it was all software related. Um, well, and, and, mem and memory card speed related. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and one of the other things that I kind of wanted to touch upon before before we switch gears here with, with the Xeno 2, and, you know, we, we need to remember this. You know, it's it's early and it's, it hasn't had a really very wide distribution yet. So, you know, until more of people like us get it in their hands, you know, we really can't be able to pass a whole lot of judgment on it. But one of the things that encouraged me was, I think I read in one of Bermuda Bob's um, comments on how great it flies, okay? Yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and I think I read this in a couple other places. So I think that's really encouraging. And I know Blue Skyver had talked about how well it flies for him, and he's been in adverse condition. So I think, you know, that's some, that's some encouraging news, I think, yeah. as far as... Yeah. And another point too, you know, it's just getting in people's hands and most people's hands is getting to live in cold weather climates where the, the conditions of flying aren't good. So that's another kind of negative that, that you know, people aren't getting it out in, in, in what would you call up, up in flying conditions. Most people are, are taking out in snow, cloudy weather, you know, adverse conditions. Yeah. You know, and, and, and having, having adverse conditions right now and doing that, you're going to get, things like lens flare, you're going to get, um, you know, distortion, you're going to get other, other type of issues that you wouldn't normally face. So, you know, and I think, like I said, I think until we get them in our hands and, you know, more reviewers get them in our hands, we can't really kind of pass judgment on this uh, until that happens. But, you know, it, it's some, it's some school of thought, you know, and one of the other things here before, before we end this, you know, a lot of people were talking about, oh, you know, oh, a filter, a filter, a filter. Well, you know, I don't think a filter is going to take care of this kind of issue. What do you guys think about that? 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know enough about lens filters to, to know. Ron could probably answer that better. Uh, I, I do know that those shades that people put on their lenses seem to work. I've seen that work before. Uh, Ron probably knows more about filters than either you or I, Bill. Well, yeah, I would I would definitely he he's the Jedi master of that. So. Um, well, you know, uh, ND filter, you know, ND filters, you know, just to um, slow the shutter down so you can you know you can see more motion blur and, and purposely you know uh, changing the show allowing the shutter the shut the shutter speed slow. I I don't know if it can cure a lot of the issues we've seen. I don't know if that's the cure all. And of course, there's a circular polarizer filter, you know, which could cut down a lot of light coming through. So that could possibly help with some of the, the lens filter that is cutting down light that's cut that's coming in. Uh, even a combination probably the best would be and then and circularized polar and an ND filter. And that could that could help. But again, these things aren't miracle cures. If your camera's not, you know, doing what it's supposed to be doing, um they're they're not gonna be a one size fits all miracle cure. They may they may help a little bit, but um, yeah, not 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 the whole thing. Uh, Bill, did you see that that Lauren must have something to say? He wanted to invite yeah, I'm in. on that right now. And, and when we get Lauren in here, I have a well. He maybe I have an ask to Bill the drone reviewer question for you a technical question. Okay, we get, we get an opportunity. Go ahead and send an invite to Lauren here. Yeah, I had a little, I had a little issue flying my Mavic Two Pro over the weekend. I'd like to run it by you. Okay, well, you know th that's a great segue for this next segment because we're talking, you know, the the next we're talking about a Mavic Two resurgence here. So oh. go ahead with your question, Ron. I'm all well, um, okay. I'm sorry to hijack the show here, but we'll call this the Ask the Bill segment of the show. Okay. Now I took my Mavic uh, Two Pro out this weekend. I took it to a semi-rural area in, in Cape May, uh, New Jersey, southern point of uh, New Jersey, near the lighthouse. And again, it was homes around, but I wouldn't call it a heavily infested Wi-Fi area. And the 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 park's kind of a – well, the, the, the lighthouse is in kind of a state park, so you weren't allowed to fly there. So I flew, like, a distance to get a shot from a distance, not outside the park. But anyhow, to make the long story short, so I take it out a mile, a little over a mile. Man, it's, it's flying beautifully. I mean, I got there in just a couple minutes. FPV signal was rock solid. You know, it was looking great. So I'm up there. I'm kind of doing some manual half circles again. No FPV breakup whatsoever. And all of a sudden, like, it goes, I, I, you know, it, it went to, it froze and then it went to nothing, right? So I had no FPV signal whatsoever. But, of course, you know, I had my, you know, return home. And I, I could, you know, on, on your controller, and I use the smart controller, which doesn't have any bearing in the story. Really. You just hit that map thing. You just see where it is on the map. So, you know, but I hit return home. And it came back. You know, issues all. Even though I took it out a mile, it, it didn't land directly in the middle of the pad, but it got three legs on the pad from a mile out. But I never recovered the FPV, you know, the whole way back. It never came back until I... You know, landed drone and started back up again. You, I would have thought that I got a little bit closer. I'd have regained the signal to it, but it, it never did. So, uh, have you ever experienced anything like this with the no? Or do you have any ideas of of what could have gone wrong? Did I do anything wrong? Now, I didn't want to do anything crazy like turn the controller off or unplug wires because I mean, I knew it was going to come home because I could still see the map and I still had complete control of the RSC. The only thing I was missing was the FPV feed. But that's the, the, the that's very, was perfect. 
That's very odd. I think the only thing that I, I well, I'm going to ask this question. Is that a working lighthouse? Uh, yes, but I mean, I wasn't close. And I, I mean, I wasn't close enough to even if it had any kind of signals going out. I, I mean, I, I wasn't close enough to be that, you know, interference with the lighthouse. I was, okay, now I'm going to I'm going to get relay a, a, a story to you. Um, well, original Jovo, Ken Dono and I were flying uh, by the Sunshine Skyway Bridge um, last year. And I had I, I had got the same I had the same kind of issue with that. And there were a lot of boats that were out there. And Ken surmised, you know, he said, we're getting interference because he was and he was using his smart controller with his Mavic, too, as well. And he was getting some, some interference. Now, it didn't completely break up my, my screen, but, you know, it, it was super choppy. And I said, you know what? I said, both he and I, we just hit return to home to get home in that situation because it was just, it was just, you know, the, the feed was unreliable. So maybe there could have been some boats or something out there or some kind of communication going on. I, I, I was near water. I mean, I was up, I was up 200 feet, but I was near water. But, you know, but the odd thing was that when I brought it back closer, I mean, when I was, you know, 10 feet in the air, I still didn't regain the FPV signal. So that's what I found more odd than losing FPV for momentarily when I was near some kind of interference. Chad is saying that he had exactly the same thing happen with the smart controller. I'll bet Lauren might have a comment on that. Uh, I, sorry, I missed part of the conversation. I was dealing with, with some chat here. Uh, what was the issue? Well, Lauren, hello, Lauren. Thanks for dropping in on us tonight. Uh, it's great to have you on here with us. I said I, I took a flight this weekend. I, I'll, I'll make the story even faster with a Mavic 2 Pro. I flew a little bit further than a mile away from me, and I was in kind of a rural area. I mean, there was homes around, but I definitely wasn't in a hi-fi, uh, uh, you know, a high Wi-Fi contaminated area. And I was flying to a lighthouse, and I mean, I never got that close to the lighthouse. I was, you know, always couple hundred feet away from it even when i was taking a picture of it but at, at one point when i was just a little bit more of an island mile out i lost uh i lost fpv i mean it froze at first and then i lost it completely so i mean i still had total control of the drone rc wise like i could switch the map and i could see it and i did return to home it, i was no issue i never lost control of the drone but you know, I never got FPV back. Even when I was only 10 feet away from me, the FPV signal would just not come back until I landed it and then restarted everything. And I've never seen it happen with the Mavic 2 Pro. I mean, I've seen it break, the FPV break up, but then come right back again as soon as I moved a little bit. But I never saw it froze and never, never regain it no matter how close it got to me. Have you ever heard of anything like that, Lauren? Well, uh, actually, I was out this weekend, and I had some very interesting things I've never had before either. Um, strong magnetic interference in places there was n absolutely no possibility of it, uh, and I was getting signal breakup, and yet all the ratings showed great, so... I don't know what happened this weekend, but I, maybe you got hit with the same thing. Huh. And I do want to mention to folks out there, um, when I when I got home, I checked you know, the drone, and I was on the latest firmware for the drone and the latest firmware on the, uh, on the uh, smart controller. So it wasn't that I was an older version of firmware. I mean, I didn't know that at the time, but I knew it when I got home, and then there, there were no updates waiting for me. Well, Rich you Fire makes a good comment there uh, that's very possible. And Tony Fast says the same thing. 
Lance Parkhurst just said, happened to me yesterday. Closed the app and restarted. FPV came right back up. Flight log was split into two flights. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I, I could have done that, but I was kind of like, you know, I was just kind of afraid because I was a mile out. Oh, I, I, knew I, I, I knew I had total control of the drone as it was, so I wasn't scared of not getting the drone back. So I didn't want to risk it just to get, you know, just to get FPV because I didn't really need FPV because I, I kind of got the photos that I wanted anyways. So, I mean, I didn't care that I didn't have it coming back, but I mean, it, it just struck me as odd because I've never seen anything like that with that drone before. Well, you know, you did right because, you know, wh whenever something like that happens, you know, it's, it's like you just be calm and cool, hit return to home and, and get it back and live to fight another, another, another day. And Absolutely. You know, it's, it's always a peace of mind to have that bird back restart everything. Usually it happens. Like uh, if, if something like that happens, I'll shut, I'll shut the drone down. I'll shut the controller down. Then I'll reboot everything. And usually nine times, 99% of the time it's taken care of without any, without any question. What we're going to build on what Lauren said. I, I I've seen the drone. Uh, I've seen the magnetic interference thing and calibrate the compass more often lately than I did, you know, uh, than I, I had in the past with the Mavic 2 Pro. It asked for a, a lot more than it used to. Well, both Ridge Flyer and Tony Foz are saying uh, solar flares. A solar yeah, flare. That was kind of what I was thinking as well, because uh, I've heard of that uh, issue happening a lot over the weekend, and, and yet the the ratings were actually pretty good. So well, you know, it was funny because I actually got, because I'm a ham radio guy, I actually got pinged on one of my, I, I get notifications about that. There's there's a website to go out to that, that because solar flares are horrible with ham radio. When that stuff hits, it affects almost all the bands. And they said it was like on, I don't know if it was Friday or Saturday it hit. And it was, and it, and it was, it was pretty bad on one of those days. So that, that was not a good day, especially for shortwave. I mean, you know, um, I'll, I'll, I'll call, you know, most, most people think of ham radio as being the long distance kind of stuff. The shortwave bands are affected the most by that. That's just a real quick kind of a thing here. What we're going to do is in this segment that I, that I wanted to talk about today was a resurgence for the Mavic 2. And the whole thing, you know, I, I'm basing this on, you know, we don't we don't get sales information from DJI. OK, you know, it's it, it's known but to Frank Wang and and his board of directors. All right. We have no clue. But well, one maybe thing, you can get Frank on the show sometime and ask him. I would love to get Frank on the show sometime and ask him. Um, I, I'm afraid to get Romeo on because I may ask him and he might tell me and that would not be good for him. We don't want any any of that. We'll make sure Frank's not watching that night. Yes, absolutely. But one of the one of the things that I've seen lately and and, and it's really it, it's really incredible. Ever since the beginning of the year, like about January first or so, on any given day, I'm getting anywhere from fifty to probably over a hundred people joining my Mavic 2 group every day, okay? Now, you know, the only reason that I'm saying this is kind of a resurgence is not only that is I'm getting a lot of emails about people, you know, I, I get a lot of emails every day and, and a lot of messages on my Facebook groups, but one it, the overwhelming number of messages, it's all been, you know, geared around the Mavic 2 and a lot of questions about buying the Mavic 2 and, um, buying us, you know, should I get a smart controller with that kind of thing? You know, it's, it's been, it's been like a flood lately. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just been through the roof 
And, you know, that group's almost, it, it was like 4,000, like late last year, it's pushing almost 6,000 right now. Um, you know, and, you know, in with, you know, with apparently, you know, no, um, no replacement for it in sight, you know, people are deciding, you know what, I'm going to go with something that's tried and true and, you know, be very pleased, you know, and they're very pleased with the results. I wanted to open this up to you guys. And what are you got your guys' thoughts on this? Well, I'll, what I'll say is I, I don't think you, you said resurgence. I don't think the Mavic 2 was ever unpopular. And I'll bet Lauren could probably yeah. tell us more about that. But I think that thing has been it, it has been the number one consumer drone for a while. And and every time I fly it, I go, Wow, why am I not flying this thing every day? So uh yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of my two bits on it. I think it just remains a, a top seller because it's just so darn good. And great comment, great comment Marcus. Um, uh, before I make my comment, I want to shout out my buddy Ray Kelly's in the chat tonight. Ray's down there in Palm Beach, uh, uh, Florida. He does a lot of great little flights with the uh, the Mavic Mini. Catches some real nice uh, views of down there um, of the. Uh, ships and, and marinas and a little peanut island down there so thanks for joining us tonight uh ray but uh to answer bill's question yeah i you know bill bill's one convinced me that i needed the mavic 2 pro with the smart controller and and that was the best thing i've ever did um i love the drone best drone i've ever owned and it's such a good drone i don't even feel the need to upgrade it whatever like like i, I know we got the you know the altel evo 2 and it's got some great specs and you know, we're you know we were hoping for a Mavic Three that's not coming this year, but I mean, I'm perfectly satisfied with flying my Mavic Two Pro. When I go out there, it's nothing I'm lacking. It's nothing. That I don't get out there and say, "Well, I wish it did this or that or the other." And I know people want the 4K60, and I I I understand that. But I, very rarely do I get out there thinking, "Oh man, I, I if I if only I had 4K60, I could have got this great footage." I'm getting great footage without without 4K60, so I am very happy with the drone, and and I don't even you know, uh, I don't even care if the Mavic 3 doesn't hit for another year. Lauren, what do you think? Yep, and that's, if you remember what I was saying earlier, that the uh, the sales have not really dropped enough for the Mavic 2 Pro to even for them to consider releasing the Mavic 3. Uh, will we see it this year? Maybe, but quite frankly, until the sales numbers drop, it's not really going to happen. I... I uh, I can see it happening in 2021, almost definitely. But as I said, what more can we add to the Mavic 2 Pro that isn't already there? You know, yeah, 4K 60, absolutely, that would be a nice thing. Is it um, a deal killer to not have it? Nope. Not for most people. Nope. No, it isn't. That's a good point, Lauren, because, you know, um, and, and I just did a video on, you know, what 4k 60 looks like and and i have have some apologies in order when i uploaded it okay and i used i, I used davinci resolve um i got it in, in and i learned my lesson with resolve because i'm new to resolve after I, I i i took the raw feed off the off the sd card and i put it in there what i found out was i had to change the frame rate in the video settings to 60 to 60 frames per second um, otherwise it would take what the default was and the default was 30 frames per second. So the video I put out is at 30 frames per second, but I'm going to redo it. I'm just going to be putting out just a raw video 
um, in, in the next couple of days at 60 4K, 60 frames per second, so people can see what that's like. But, you know, the, the, the whole other thing, you know, that, that also is the question of this, all right? Um, you know, most people shoot, and, and I know Lauren brought up a, a good point about, about the 4K 60, but you know what? And for most of us, you know, when we're looking at, at, at YouTube videos, where are we looking at them? You know, nine times out of 10, we're looking at them on our smartphone, all right? Whether, you know, you're looking at your Apple, or your Android device, or on your on your tablet, on your iPad, or your, your tablet, okay? And what are you, most often, it's in 1080p, all right? So, you know, and for the most part, it works fantastic. When you start to have to process things in 4K 30 frames per second or 4K 60, it takes an incredible amount of time. My 10-minute stretch of video that I had, it took almost 25 minutes to render last night when I was was doing, and this is just not even, you know, you know any kind of en ending or beginning, just the raw video itself. That's how long it took to process on there. So, you know, there, there's a lot of things to take into consideration. With 1080p, it's it's a no-brainer. You just put it out there and enjoy it. And most of these great shots that I've got, like most of the sunsets that I've got with this and and, and other good, good scenes, it's in 1080p. So, you know, the, the, the need for you, the need, you know, this 4K 60 frames per second need, you know, it, it's nice and it really is nice when you can do it and when it's when it when it's justified. But, you know, for, for most people, you know, 1080p is going to suffice. And I think that's the, one of the things for me, as far as the Mavic 2 Pro, that it does exceptionally well. And I know Ron and I talked about this when this was when. Back in the old days for Ron, when he was still flying the Mavic Pro, um, when we were at the beach, and uh, you know, the sunset I was I was capturing, and then he had his Mavic Pro, and he said, "Take a look," and the difference was was out. Uh, it, it was phenomenal looking at the difference between the two, because as Ron pointed out very well, you know, the Mavic Pro is exceptional with the low light, with capturing the, those low light scenarios, you know. Um, the, you know, the Mavic Pro, obviously, you know, it, it wasn't there and you could see that the difference was, was really obvious with that. So, you know, there's, there are so many things about the Mavic 2, the way it flies, the way it handles, you know, for me personally, it's my favorite drone. It is so easy to maneuver. Um, you know, when I was, when we went out to the tower, um, here the, over in Tampa, um, the old water tower. It, it, it just just handling the orbiting of that it was so easy to maneuver around there uh, and, and and to fly and, and, and responsive you know I can't say enough nice things about that um really any other thoughts on the while you're you know brought that up and you brought your fan forth did you see Russ over 51 drones latest video where DJI sent him a phantom 4 a phantom 4 pro v2.0 out and he never had flown a Phantom before. He's been a Mavic guy all along. And it was interesting to hear his opinions because I started out with the Phantom and moved to the Mavic. And he really had some uh, interesting thoughts coming from somebody that never flew a Phantom before. Did you see that, Bill? Yes, I did see that. You know, I really like Ross. I love his channel. And 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 I was I was real captivated that by that because you know I knew exactly what you were what you're saying was, you know, he was, you know, he's he's been a Mavic guy all along. And then he gets this Phantom 4 Pro. And, you know, one of the things that, that, that I, I noticed he really kind of kind of leaned on was, you know, uh, the, the props and the shots, okay? 
And, you know, that's just a given with the Phantom 4 Pro. And there are so many ways around that, okay? And, and one yeah, of the things... Fly, fly, fly backwards and then when, right. then when you post it, reverse the video and post it, whatever. Reverse the video and post it. Forward, it's, yeah. it's the easiest way. Um, also, it's a matter of speed. It's not necessarily wind that I found out with the Phantom 4 Pro because I, I, I've kind of clocked it. And it's about 16, 17 miles an hour it is a safe zone. If you go over that, you're going to start getting props in the shots. Okay. I've and, and actually, it's the windier it is, the slower you have to fly. And, exactly. And, and a way to help that, if you put an ND filter on, a lot of the props in the shot are prop shadows. So putting an ND filter on will cut the shadows back a little bit so you can go a couple miles faster. And, and also, if you if you tweak your gimbal setting just a little, if you nudge it down just a tad, not much, mm -hmm. but just a tad, it'll make all the difference in the world with that. So, you know, um, I, and I could tell he was kind of new, you know, didn't expect that because, you know, I don't get this with the Mavic too. Yeah. You know, it's one of the things that, that I saw from him on that. So um, actually the part of you'll never see the props in your shot with a pair of There's no matter how fast you go. Yeah. Actually, I found the funniest thing about that was his issues that he had with the cop. <laughs> oh, was, yeah. That was cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was actually, that that was, that was really funny. He has, a whole, he has a whole video in the cop part, too. Yeah. Yeah, I see that one. About drone regulations. Knew absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was hilarious. You guys get a chance. Check that out. Russ is... A, Russ makes me, you know, and, and I've told him this before. I said, you make me laugh, Russ. Uh, you know, I, you have a great channel, but sometimes it, it just, some of your videos make me laugh in a good way. Um, hey, Bill, can I make one okay. comment on the Phantom 4? Yes. I get a parts with you. Props and shots and so forth. There's one of the reasons that that I sold mine. I thought, you know, why do I, geez, I, I would rather fly my Mavic 2 where it's not as big of an issue and I don't have to worry about it. And that's probably where, Russ was coming to, from as well. I think there's newer drones on the market that that's not such a big issue with, and you don't have to do anything extraordinary to avoid it. Just just wanted to make that point. Well, you know, and there's one more thing that I want to close with, and, and thank you for that, Marcus, is, you know, Russ did talk about the noise factor from the Phantom 4 Pro V2.0. Um, and, you know, he said about 800 feet, you could hear it away. And for me, it's about five or 600 feet you can hear it versus like the Mavic 2 Pro, you know, it's probably more like two or 300 feet, you know, um, you know, it, so as far as the noise factor was concerned, he was saying, you know, there's a difference there, you know, and then there's the obvious difference of the physical size and the portability thing as, as far as that's concerned, you know, and for me, it's never bothered me about the Phantom 4 Pro. I mean, that's one of the things that I, I always wanted to get a Phantom 4 Pro because I always, the one time, the first time I flew it was, was Mel's and I absolutely loved flying it. Thought it was a, a joy to fly. And, you know, and, and I'm just enamored with it. A side note before, before we move on to our, our last topic of the evening is, you know, um, I heard that you can get better. And I think Ken Heron said this, was you can get better performance out of the regular props on the Phantom 4 Pro, okay? But if you try to go find regular props, you know, DJI props, okay? They're good almost luck. impossible. To, good luck. They're, they're, it's almost impossible to find right now. They're not out on the store. They're not on Amazon. You know, it's all aftermarket stuff. And with aftermarket stuff and props, not, not, not here, okay? 
you know, I'm not going to go there as far as that. Does, does Master Asker make props for the Phantom? You know, I don't know that. that their their props know. are probably going to even be a better quality than DGI's. No, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, the last subject that we're gonna gonna touch on is, you know, it's been just over a year that the smart controller's been out. All right, and you know, it was one of those things. You know, we knew that it was coming. They announced it. You know how DJI does their, you know, it, it's out kind of a thing right before CES to kind of garner some of the attention at CES the year before, 2009, CES 2019. And, you know, it really caught on very fast and it got to the point where it was very difficult to find a lot of the time if you were ordering it separately like I did. Um, you know, I didn't get mine until May and it, you know, I, I had to go through a lot of hoops and, and and channels to go ahead and get one at the time and actually got it before the prices went up on it. You know, I know, I know Marcus doesn't have one, you know, and I know Ron and I have one. Um, just want to hear all your thoughts on this. You know, I know, I know Marcus, I know you had uh, the crystal sky and you know, I know you haven't had the smart controller. Um, just want to get your thoughts on the smart controller being it's, it's, it's a year old. What, what are your thoughts? Well, I, my experience with the smart controller was uh, in Austin, Texas, when my good friend Ron Brown handed me his controller with his, uh, his uh, Mavic 2 Pro in the air, and I was very impressed with it. Uh, so one of my biggest concerns was I thought, well, this is going to be big and bulky and difficult to maneuver. Hey, it's easy, and those controls fall right to your hand. But one of the biggest advantages is that really bright display. You can see exactly what you're doing in FPV. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if you remember, Bill, when when I was I had intended to buy one for my Mavic 2 Zoom. They were at 650 bucks. Right about the time I was going to pull the trigger, they raised that price to 750, and they became unavailable. So. Oh, no. I, I didn't get one. And I know they're available through uh, oh, B and H and a few other uh, places that I could probably, I think even I could probably buy one at Best Buy. I'm just not quite willing to spend $750 on it uh, though. I mean, if I was able to find one for 500 bucks or so, I'd probably pull the trigger, but uh, 750 is just a little bit of a bridge too far for me at this point. Ron Brown. Uh, thank you, Marcus. It, it, it's good thoughts. Um, I want to shout out uh, our buddy FSU grad 03, the Mark was in the house with us. And I don't see him right now, but uh, Mike Kinney was very active in this chat a few minutes ago. Mike Kinney is another buddy of mine. Uh, Mike always tells me I was the first subscriber to his channel. So I uh, want to shout Mike out. But uh, yeah, Smart Control, we touched on this a little bit maybe last week or whatever, or one of the shows recently. Yeah, Bill convinced me I needed the Smart Controller. He's exactly right now. I didn't have to show out the, the, the 650 or the 750 for it because um, I hadn't bought the Mavic 2 Pro yet, so I purchased the package where you got you got the drone and the smart controller, and that kind of brought the price down to like around $500, really. Of course, I didn't get the standard controller, which, you know, I've been good with. But, yeah, smart controller, number one reason I love it is that screen. I, I don't need any type of 
shade or monitor. I can see the screen in, in the bright daylight in the middle of the day. The glare is no issue anymore. And uh, you know, number two, I don't have to attach my phone anymore, so it's quicker to get started. I'm not, you know, connected wires and all that. So as it, my phone stays in my pocket, or it, it, it films. You know, the drone event could be my camera rather than my uh, operating device. But um, you know, it's a couple downsides. The updates, like the go the go for app, doesn't get updated as quick on there, and and sometimes you have to force the updates. There's it's a couple cons, but the but the positives far outweigh the the cons. And I'm going to throw it over to Lauren. I don't believe Lauren has the uh, smart control, but I'm sure he's see one and familiar with it. Oh, very. Um, actually, first first question to Marcus: You still have your Crystal Sky or not? I didn't. I sold it, and I'll tell you why, Lauren. Uh, it was a little bit laggy, uh, and, uh, you know, there were times that it seemed to work pretty good, and other times I got some lag with it, so I, I just it wasn't worth it to me. It's funny because, like, I, I love my Crystal Sky. The, uh, the uh, smart remote, good, but uh, unfortunately for the type of flying that I do, that's just too small a screen. I, I need a bigger screen. Uh, if I'm doing close-in flying, which I do a lot of, where I've got maybe an inch on either side of the drone, you, you've got to be able to make sure that you can see what you think you see. So my, my preference is the bigger screen. The smart remote, is it good? It's, yep, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with it. And there may be a sequel coming. Ooh. <laughs> There we go, right there. Save your money, save your money up, Marcus. Get that penny bank, piggy uh, bank on there. Um, you know, some of my thoughts on the smart controller, okay? Down in Florida, I, I think it's invaluable because I, I could was not, I was so impressed. And I and I shot a video. I, I did a series of videos on the smart controller. And, and I tried to get across, you know, even in the bright sunlight because – Afternoon, 12 o'clock noon, you know, the sun's in the back of the house. You know, the back of my house faces west, and it's very bright back there. And the Florida sun, yeah, it is hot, and it is bright. And, and I can tell you something without a doubt. You know, I could see the clear details on that screen, like absolutely like nobody's business. You know, and having everything there is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, the ease of use of that. Um, I also had the added benefit of being one, of, and Lauren, I don't know if you knew this or not, I was one of the beta testers for the smart controller with a Phantom 4 Pro V2.0 because, um, you know, it, with, the, with the smart controller, you need to have, have an aircraft that has OcuSync 2.0, and the Phantom 4 Pro V2.0 has that. And I, and I, and I have to say this, controlling the Phantom 4 um, Pro V2.0 with a smart controller it's like night and day. I mean, I like the regular controller, but I got to tell you this: with those sticks, it is just—it's—it's it's like it's it, your movements are precise with that. It was just phenomenal, and I pinged DJI support on that, and I said, you know, this has been out. This beta version's been out since since June. What are you guys going to do on this? And they, you know, and basically they said, you know, they really kind of gave me an answer, which really wasn't an answer. They said, you know, we don't have any plans at this time, kind of a thing. And I said, you know, and I replied back again, you know, I mean, you know, this was out there beta testing and, you know, there was never, you know, again, it was the same kind of a response. So evidently, you know, that's not, not in their, 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 you know, uh, playbook right now, but, you know, th thinking about this and, and I ran this by Mark, by Ron once. And, you know, I said, you know, wouldn't it make sense? And I think Marcus was involved with this too. Wouldn't it make sense 
for them to go ahead and add this update onto the onto the onto the controller because it would help spur sales for not only the, the smart controller but the Phantom 4 Pro V2.0 kind of a thing, you know. And you know, it, it makes a lot of sense for them to do this. But you know, who knows? Um, you know, I, I think one of my gripes and, and one of my things about about the smart controller is update the DJI Go 4 app um, is not updatable through the smart controller itself. When you do a firmware update, it doesn't update the app. Um, David from Kluge Tech Time put out an excellent video on how to do it. And there's a process and a procedure to do that, which I think is a real pain in the butt. But, um, you know, <laughs> it, you know, it, it, and, and again, you know, and Lauren knows this stuff, you know, it's a, that's another pain point. I mean, that to me, that's the biggest pain point is getting that DJI Go 4 app updated on the smart controller. It's, it's like, you know, let's get a pair, let's get a pair of pliers and get that bad tooth out kind of a thing. Um, yep. it, it's, it's just horrible. It really is. Yeah. Um, agreed. That, and that, that's been kind of my complaint as well. You know, uh, their operating system, they're still running on 5.5. So you can't even add the, the fly app to it because you need at least Android 6.0. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that's pretty sad that th this is a DJI item that can't even operate some of their software. So, yeah, Greg yeah, has been noted, and and I've also complained about it as well. So yeah, I've passed that. I've passed that on to DJI support several times, and you know, thank you for your concern. You know, we'll 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 look at this kind of a you know a nice message back, but still, it's like oh, it's 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 like you have a great pro, you have a great device here for me. Um, you know, and, and the other thing is, and I would say it's probably my my second least favorite thing. Uh, Lauren's right about the screen size. The screen size on that, you know, it is kind of on the on the smaller side. It's not as good as my, you know, my uh, iPad Mini Four when I'm using that. That's that's my preferable method of doing it. But you know, all in all, you know, I like the smart controller. It's and I think Billy Kyle did a video on a setup. You know, going out with a smart controller versus going out with just you know the, the regular controller on it you know, time-wise, and it was just, and it's, it is, it's so much faster. I was able to get that, that wonderful sunset that I got last year by, by, you know, it was literally one of the ones I came home, grabbed the smart controller, grabbed the Mavic 2, you know, you know, boom, I was within two or three minutes, I was up in the air. I mean, it was just, it, it, it's lightning fast. That's one of the good things about this. So actually I find that that's kind of strange. Cause like I, I've, uh, Kind of Frankenstein my uh, Mavic 2 controller so I can use my uh, my Crystal Sky with it and I can be up in the air in, in under a minute. Wow. Okay. So, you know, yeah, you know, that's that's good. Yeah. See, you know, and, and I assume you have it all set up, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, normally the the Crystal Sky adapter doesn't work with the Mavic 2. It you have to modify the adapter a little bit so that the Crystal Sky adapter actually works. Um, because like, uh, I don't use a patch cord or anything. I use the actual DGI crystal sky adapter and, you know, uh, it's nice because there's no cords or, or anything like that. It's just snap it's on. Right. And, uh, first thing I do is just power on the crystal sky at the same time. Then I power on the thing. And by the time my drone is up and running, I'm ready to fly. And like I say, so under a minute. Wow. So that's, that's, that's pretty great. great. 
Yeah. That's some, that's yeah you know, yeah you know, you know Lauren you know we love having you on because you tell us these wonderful what no uh, you know uh, pieces of wisdom here to pass on to us you know we hey, really real, real, <laughs> real quick while we're hey, on that, I just uh, I just learned stuff through too man <laughs> I, I got a quick question for Lauren I saw it in the chat somebody was asking if the uh, the Mavic two we'll say the Mavic two series do they work with the DJI goggles No No Okay No Okay. Okay. All right. Well, you know, that kind of wraps up the topics for tonight. And just want to go around and share his final thoughts. Marcus, go ahead and lead us off here. Hey, I just had a fun flight this afternoon out at the park with the uh, with the little uh, DJI Mavic Mini. I, I just am always amazed at the price point on that drone and how well it flies and how well everything just works on it. Uh, Boy, if you're somebody that's sitting on the fence and thinking about a, a Mavic Mini, it is just a barrel full of fun. I, I sure had fun flying it today. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Ron. Uh, thank you, Marcus. And remember, I, I found that Mavic Mini for $299 on Woot uh, yesterday morning, but it was sold out by the time I, I got to check the site. But, um, uh, yeah, um, I, I, I made a, I put a video up about just a couple hours ago. I made a video back in December where I, I when I first got the Mavic Mini, I was trying to use it with the Apple Mini, I said, I said Mini 4 um, iPad. And uh, a lot, and I just did it at the desk, but a lot of people wanted me to fly. So yesterday I went out and, and, and flew with that configuration, and it worked great. I had no, like, overload issues or processor overloads, and I even did a screenshot while I was flying screen recording while I was flying it and no problems at all. So on the current versions we're now on the drone and the iPad mini four software wise, they're completely ca compatible. Um, and, and it worked great together. So, uh, for, you know, a lot of people have been asked me to do that video. So I, I finally got that thing out. So, um, go over, check it out at, uh, Ron Brown's YouTube channel. If you're interested and I'm going to throw it to Lauren. Yeah. Uh, couple of things one i'm going to really digress uh <laughs> back to the filters uh, <laughs> really digress how's that um but yeah the lens lens flare it can be hugely affected by your your lens coatings uh and i'm proud to say i just received 250 dollars worth of brand new polar pro custom filters and uh boy do those make a difference like with your lens flare, with the coatings that they have on there, uh, huge, huge difference. Now, let's go forward to the Mavic Mini. Uh, as you're probably well aware that the shipments have started resuming uh, from China on the DGI stuff, and the strange thing is, as fast as it's coming in, it's going out. Uh, in Well, sold 30 Mavic Minis in one day. How's that? Wow. wow. <laughs> and and that, that was not looking after back orders. That was just, uh, we had just said, well, we've got Mavic Minis in today, and 30 of them were gone in one day. Gosh. So, uh, yeah, they're a good ticket item. And uh, it's, it's funny because people are, are more and more realizing just how wonderful this little 249 grams of heaven is. <laughs> True that. I love how you put that, Lauren. That that was that was 249 grams of heaven. I mean, that's just yeah. That I I I, I, I that leaves me speechless. I think that's one of the 
one of the highlights of the evening here. Okay, two hundred forty-nine grams of heaven. In in Lauren's right. I mean, really. I mean, it, it really is. Um, you know, I, I want to thank first of all. Um, you know, I want to th want to thank Marcus and Ron, and I want to thank Lauren for for showing up tonight. Um, really appreciate your input on everything, guys. It's tremendous. Had a wonderful chat. Everyone in the chat was fantastic tonight. You guys asked lots of great questions, brought up lots of great points. You know, uh, we talked about a number of things, the Xeno 2 woes with, you know, not only the, the shipping, um, but, you know, with, with the camera. Um, and like we said, you know, let's wait, let, let's get them in our hands and let's take a look at them. Um, you know, we also talked about the, I, I, I called it resurgence of the Mavic 2, but it's never really, let's say an, an upspike of interest in the Mavic 2. Um, you know, it's, it's been, it's been, you know, it's been, it's been, been up more than it's been down, which I think is absolutely fantastic. And then also too, as Lauren just alluded to, you know, the Mavic mini, um, you know, it's never really stopped being popular. Uh, you know, it, it's fantastic to, to hear the, hear this kind of news, you know, and, and then also too, you know, talking about the smart controller and what a difference it's made. Um, you know, I know in my flying experience, I know Ron as well too. Um, you know, and for a lot of people, it's, it's been absolutely fantastic. And, um, you know, and, and also on a couple other notes, you know, um, we do know that, um, I'm sorry, um, um, who had Rodney Bell had, had surgery. Um, you know, I don't know. We didn't get, he, 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 he did. I, I get up that he didn't have it. It's pushed back until Thursday now. I believe. Oh, okay. Okay. Thanks. He, Ron. Did, he didn't have the, and, and it may have gone to triple bypass surgery. Okay. So okay. I don't know if this is good news or bad news, but it didn't happen today. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Thank you, Ron, for that update. You know, and we're also thinking about the coronavirus. And in all seriousness, you know, it's something, you know, you need to take it seriously. Um, you know, you need to use, use precautions, use common sense, um, you know, think about, think about what you're doing. And give our thoughts and prayers to those that are affected by this, you know, in China especially. Um, you know, it, it's very heavy, you know, and it overrides drones or getting things, getting goods from China back and forth. You know, it's people and, and it's what people are what matters. You know, it, it comes, you know, it's way more important than, than than drone talk or anything else. You know, we're hoping for um, for good health for people. We're hoping that this can be eradicated and taken care of to where it's it's not a threat globally. Uh, right now, it still is a threat globally. And, you know, just use precautions, use common sense, you know, take the advice of, you know, you know, you, you know, you know what kills it, um, you know, especially if you're getting packages from China, you know, like Lysol it or, you know, get some wipes and wipe it down, that kind of a thing. You know, j just take some proper precautions w when you do that. And, and I think, you know, um, th that'll that'll definitely go a long ways here. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your valuable input. Thank you, everyone who was in the chat tonight. Really appreciate that. And as always, remember, everyone, it's a great day to fly. Take care, everybody.